This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Hi, I'm Jane Pauley, and this is our Sunday Morning Extra, our podcast featuring a memorable story from our most recent show. It's a conversation that offers insights beyond the broadcast. This week, Mo Rocca's extended conversation with Kim Novak. Baby, what you do? I get so tired of just being told I'm pretty. She was just 22 years old when she got a big starring role opposite William Holden in the 1955 film Picnic. Three years later, she guaranteed herself a place in cinematic history with her dual role in the Alfred Hitchcock classic, Vertigo, with co-star Jimmy Stewart. Look, it's not fair. It's too late. It wasn't supposed to happen this way. It shouldn't have happened. But it had to happen. We're in love. That's all that counts. Look, let me go. Please, let me go. More movies quickly followed. But then, when she was in her 30s, seemingly at the height of her career... Novak decided to walk away from Hollywood and lead a quiet life. Moraka paid a visit to Kim Novak at her idyllic home in Oregon she shares with her veterinarian husband and a lot of animals. Tell me about the color lavender. Well, I, it was my color. I, I did love it. And I even tinted my hair lavender. <laughs> but then I hated it after because they, they made too much of it. <laughs> 
What was it like dating Frank Sinatra? Oh, Frank Sinatra. Oh, and it was thrilling. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really was. But he was like a big brother. I mean, he, he took care of me. He really was wonderful. I mean, he was so good. One time I wasn't feeling good, and he sent over a whole box of, um, oh, who's? Thomas Thomas Wolfe. Wolf. Yeah. yeah. All of his books. And, oh, he became my favorite. He took care of me. He was so wonderful. I just loved, loved Frank Sinatra. Was it a great romance? No, not really. I mean, um, maybe he thought so. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he, I just loved him. He was he, he was wonderful and kind and beautiful. Helped me get in a, a new agent and helped me build up my strength as uh, believing in myself and really helped me a lot. And I went with him to his music sessions and it, he just helped me believe in myself and and in him, and yeah, I, I thought of him more romantically then. Have you been in love many times in your life? Uh, in love, I've loved. Many, I've loved much in my life. In love in my life, probably not that much. In love, no, not that much. Who is somebody just that that springs to mind? In Hollywood, that was just a lovely person that was very kind. Well, actually, Jimmy Stewart is encompasses yeah. almost. He is, he encompasses everything, and and he's everything that Hollywood is not. And I mean, he he so not fits the right. mold of Hollywood, right? And yet he's timeless. I've read what is I think is kind of a beautiful reminiscence of yours from shooting Bell Book and Candle yeah. with Jimmy Stewart, that there was, you were doing a scene, they called for lunch or a break, and you just stayed there. Can you tell me about that? What happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they called for lunch, and we, we were doing a scene, and uh, we both just put our feet up on a t- coffee table and sat there through the whole lunch. They turned off the lights, and we just put our feet up and took off our shoes and wiggled our toes, and it was just uh, the most comfortable feeling he was just, you know, he's somebody also who never felt like they were a movie star. You know, we both were sort of like out of our element. We we both never felt like uh, like we were actors somehow. Well, I've, I've, heard, I've read, I've heard you say that you were both reactors more than yes. actors. What do you that's, mean? Well, that's right. Both of us felt like we worked off of each other, like 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 we were reactors. I never felt like an actor. For me, I always felt like that. Like uh, uh, I, I always resented calling it, uh, myself an actor, but I reacted off of life, off of incidents, off of whatever. But uh, an actor to me always felt like someone who was artificial. Acting to me is something phony, unnatural. Reacting uh, is reacting natural. Reacting is, is, is re- from life. It's real. And was there anyone that you really... Otto Preminger made you laugh. Oh, Otto Preminger was a wonderful director. He was wonderful. Now, Otto Preminger was known for being mean to some I know. Most people didn't like him. I adored that man. I adored him. It's interesting that you really... But see, that's right. But he, like, again, like my father, he was tough. So I was ready for toughness. I could take tough. I could take tough. But he was brilliant and wonderful, and I loved him. He allowed you the freedom as long as you played by the rules. Mm -hmm. He was wonderful. 
You know, it's funny as we've been sitting here talking and sometimes you're searching for words, right? And I'm wondering if that's why you paint. Because... Express myself where I can really... I, I, I have a, certainly an easier time with putting my feelings into my paintings, into, uh, yeah, I have certainly an easier time expressing myself with a paintbrush than in words. Yes. Right. Yes. I prefer it that way. And I don't have any trouble with putting it into... That's my... my, my um, choice of expression. I'll paint you a picture. <laughs> my pictures tell me, show you yeah. about all of my whole relationship with Hollywood, etc. Good. I could. Uh, my whole life story is in my paintings. My whole feeling in Hollywood, and after and before, mm-hmm. and my whole life. Every question you've asked and every question I've answered is in there. My whole history. It was a painting Everything for you ever want to know or ever asked is in there. So, here's my studio. This is it. I mean, one side is my office where I write, do my poetry, and some of this is my studio. When did you start painting? Oh, I started actually in, in grade school. Uh, and actually, I wasn't a really great student, but art was the one thing I was good at. And then, and as I say, I, I was not really popular at school, but then when I won scholarships in high school, suddenly I was looked up to. I won two scholarships. Suddenly, I was special. Scholarships to where? Uh, the Chicago Art Institute, yes. One and of the best. I got to go on Saturdays every week. And... I felt so special. Suddenly, I, I meant something to myself, to my family. And so were you surprised by your talent? Well, I, I, well yes. I was surprised when other people recognized it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised that I had the talent. Yeah. But to me, what surprised me was when other people recognized it. Because it didn't mean anything unless anyone else knew it. I mean, what... What good is it if no one else knows that you have talent? You know, when I was in Hollywood, what I did is every day almost, when I did Polly the Pistol, (laughs) which was for Billy Wilde, a wonderful, great director, but what I did was I painted. I didn't paint always. I sketched it. But I painted the characters I was playing. Did you really? I sure did. You would paint the characters. I would draw the characters. They helped me find out who the characters were. I thought, I'm Polly the Pistol. I didn't like Polly the Pistol personally. I didn't like her, but I thought to find out who she was, first of all. And I did the same with every character I played. Did you paint Madeline? Absolutely. I painted Madeline. I painted Judy. I painted every character I played. I I drew them. I I got to know them by that way. Did you paint Madge from Picnic? Absolutely. Of course I did. I got to know them. How did you think I got to know them? I sketched them. I sketched who they were. I took their profile. I took their faces, their lips, their mouth, their nose. And you and oh, I got to know them. And you, you were telling me you had no technique. That sounds pretty technical. Well, art is a different art is, is a different technique than acting. Right, but it was a technique for you to find character. Absolutely. 
That's fascinating. <laughs> Do any of those paintings exist? In my scripts. In my, in my... Oh, you would sketch them in the script? Yes, on the pages. I would, God, whenever any... I was getting to know them, I drew them. Did I... you lose all of those in the fire? A lot of them, yes. I would love to see the sketches of Madeline and Judy oh, yeah. and Madge. And... Yeah, yeah. They were real people. They were real characters. I drew them. That's how I got to know them. That's who they were to me. I drew them as they looked, you know? Where would you be without painting? I wouldn't. I probably, I might not even be here today to tell you the truth. I might not. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.